Hey Current and Future Onophiles, this is Adrian from The Bottle Blondes. Thanks for listening to our two-part episode all about Australia. If you've already listened to part one, I will make this short. Since we recorded this episode way back in February 2019, Australia has been devastated by the wildfires that have broken out in the country, caused by extreme drought and climate change. We encourage you, if you haven't already, to donate to the relief efforts within the country. We recommend wires.org.au, that's W-I-R-E-S as well as the Australian Red Cross. And please, please show your support to the country by buying Australian wine. On a personal note, if you're new to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also follow us online on Instagram at Bottle Blondes Wine or on Twitter at Blondes Wine. Thank you so much for listening. Western Australia. Western Australia. Literally the other side of the country from where everything else (laughs) is. Uh, The biggest city there is going to be Perth. Um, And here are the nine regions that you will be finding in Western Australia. Uh, And I will be focusing uh, exclusively on one of these districts uh, because both of my wines that I brought are from there and I had a really hard time getting them, so that's how we're rolling. (laughs) (laughs) But the main districts from north to south are the Swan District, uh, the Perth Hills, which is closest to Perth, Peel, Geograph, Margaret River, Blackwood Valley, Manjimup, hope I said that right, sure. uh, Great Southern, and Pemberton. Uh, so in general, this region is going to be much cooler climate than uh, most of the other regions in Australia. Um, but while it has less than 5% of the total gross production of the country, it has um, much higher top quality wines coming from it. So Western Australia wines um, are a little bit more revered. Oh, I interesting. Guess. Uh, and it's a, it's a newer region, too, right, in terms mm-hmm. of growth? Yeah, the first uh, grapes were, I believe, planted there in the 1960s. Oh. Yeah, so pretty recent. Um, and what's really interesting about this area is it's got very different variations of terroir mm-hmm. uh, when you're going from the north to the south. Not only do we have, like, super old as fuck <laughs> earth we also have a very maritime climate, so you're getting this nice so, mixture of the salinity and the gravel. So very, like, Mediterranean. Exactly. For lack of a better word. Mm. Um, so, but because, I, again, we are going to be focusing primarily uh, on the Margaret River mm-hmm. region. So the Margaret River does, um, <clears throat> it does about a mixture of red and white wines. I would say this area is probably more well-known for its whites, though. Mm. So it has, um, it's the top region for Chardonnay, mostly unoaked Chardonnay. Mm. So they do stuff very uh, French out there. So it's unoaked Chardonnay. There are some that are oaked. Uh, And then they also do a Bordeaux blend, which is... I see this with this um, Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon Mm -hmm. combo over here. Yeah, so wines from this region are minerally... Um, as I was just talking about, uh, very floral. Um, you're going to have notes of pear, pineapple, white flowers, hazelnuts. Um, there's about 220 boutique wineries just in the Margaret River um, alone. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, there's also, as far as red goes, the red grapes that are growing out here are going to be Cabernet, Shiraz, Merlot, 
Um, but yeah, other than that, it's going to be a lot of Sauvignon Blanc, Simeon, and uh, Chardonnay. Delicious. So three um, percent of the it's three percent of the country's wine production out of here. I think I already said that. Um, but it's twenty percent of Australia's premium wine. Oh. So let's get into some wine. <clears throat> What do you want to do first, Adrian? I'll give you a choice. Okay. You can go with... I, so what I got was um, a Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it is not unoaked. It is oaked. Okay. Uh, and then I got um, a... Let's see. This is 60% Sauvignon Blanc, 40% Semillon um, White Bordeaux blend. Let's go with the Bordeaux blend first. Oh, this is a... a real Sophie's Choice over here. This is a real... This is a real treat. So this is from Voyager Estates. So Voyager Estates uh, was started by the Wright family. Um, It's been in that family over 150 years. Uh, It's some of the oldest gravel soils, and it has those heavy maritime influences that I was talking about. Uh, This one also has a restaurant on the property. This winery has its own Wikipedia page, which I thought was crazy. Cool. and the, over there was like, I got a lot of time on my hands. I'm going to, or there you work there. <laughs> and they're like, well, this place needs to have its own Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. What's really great about this place is that they are trying to convert to totally organic uh, by 2023. Wow. Yeah. So they started it last year, this huh. uh, organic conversion, and are now um, moving into that. I had awesome. to special order both of these wines yeah, from the Margaret River. Where did you get these from? Well, um, first I tried to go to uh, a, like a straight wine shop. I went to Park mm-hmm. Avenue Wines. Uh, they never really got back to me. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. I think that they weren't too thrilled with the aspect of having to hunt down maybe mm-hmm. um, some wine from Australia that nobody cares about because he was mentioning how, again, the Australian wine market has dipped and not a lot of people ah. care about it right now. Bummer. Um, so I got these Fred Meyer. I just talked to the wine steward. I told him I was looking for something different because he was like, yeah, my hands are really tied right now because uh, we're owned by Kroger and they make me set my wine schematics to a certain thing. Gotcha. A lot of my freedom is gone, but he still has distributors that come drop off things. So fun fact, guys, if you're ever looking for something specific, your wine steward at your local grocery store might be able to pull some yeah. things for you, which mine did. So I, was I bet he was really excited to like actually you know, find something for somebody instead of just ordering the same old thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. selling yellowtail. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really... Oh, this is really fucking good. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I gotta say. Ooh, it's very, very light colored. It's like, yeah, it's just like a pale straw. Like, honestly, this looks like when you have bleach blonde hair and you're looking at it through the light and you're like, whoa, it's transparent. Whoa. Um, so yeah, it's... It's uh, passion fruit, it's guava, yeah. white flowers. You can, you can 100% taste that salinity from the ocean and the gravel from the land. And I want this with seafood now. Right now. Right now. Give me some scallops. I want some scallops. Wait, can you have scallops? Mm-hmm. I can. Yes. I'm so glad you can have scallops. Me too. They're so oh, good. Oh, that's beautiful. That is just floral heaven with some, yeah, exactly, some saline notes. That's nice. Um, um, there's a little bit of like nice pea shoot in here. Too. Oh, pea shoot! I always forget about that as a lovely, a lovely tasting note. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, very very drinkable. Uh, all right. Next is my, uh, I guess, piece de resistance <laughs> <laughs> of this of this particular episode is a wine called Xanadu. Xanadu, which is a. Uh, 
book is is the mm-hmm. Xanadu is the name of the Utopia and a Samuel uh, Coleridge book. It's the name of an Olivia Newton John movie. Um, yes. And it was also the name of a resort I would drive by on my golf cart when I was vacationing in Belize, and I would oh. always say Xanadu, Xanadu in my head as I drove by. So it's multitudes of things, including this winery in the Margaret River. Uh, Xanadu was one of the pioneering wineries of this region. It's actually pretty close to Voyager Estates. It was established in uh, 1977 by John Langan, who was an Irishman. Um, they have a nice Mediterranean climate in the property, and um, it partners, I think, and it partners with a couple other wineries as well. So when I was on the website, it mentioned a couple other ones they partner with, quite like we mentioned earlier, Chateau Saint Michel partners with other wineries as well. Not necessarily controls their entire operation, but might have some influence in how those wines are produced. Gotcha. So this uh, wine is a... <clears throat> 2014? Two th- yeah, this is a 2014 uh, Chardonnay uh, barrel ferment. Oh yeah, so it's a whole pressed bunches. So I'm okay. um, going in with the stems and everything. So it's like carbonic maceration, basically? Kind of. Mm. Uh, barrel fermented uh, in French oak. It doesn't say whether or not it was um, neutral or new, but I'm okay. going it was probably neutral. Um, and another thing, which you're totally going to taste in this wine, is wild yeasts, mm. which uh, is going to make every single vintage you have totally taste different. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, and it was a... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they stirred it with the leaves uh, during a nine-month maturation period um, without any malolactic fermentation. Okay. So this isn't going to have uh, that... A uh, nice oily feel that you would mm-hmm. normally have, or, or buttery feel mm-hmm. that you would have with malolactic fermentation, like in a California shard. Mm-hmm. Good, it's going to have that kind of nutty, um, toasty, yeasty note. Because it was still aged mm-hmm. in oak. So yeah. I think this is uh, really, really interesting. My tasty notes on this one uh, flint, smells heavily of flint, peach, lemon zest. It's kind of got a, because of the wild yeast, it's almost got kind of a little skunky vibe to yep. it as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. It smells a little bit like when you drive by a farm. Yep. Oof. <laughs> so Margaret River Chardonnays is kind of what this region is known for is their Chardonnays. Mm. So we're having one. And yeah, again a little bit more expensive. This was twenty, yeah, twenty, almost thirty, thirty bucks. Thirty bones. Thirty bones is Mm, that opened up too. Tastes better than it smells. Mm. Which I don't know is insulting to say, but I feel that way with a lot of wines sometimes. It's like it really funky, yeah, funky sometimes. Sm- well, sometimes especially with those um, more biodynamic wines. Mm. Um, so if they're usually wild yeast, I would imagine that yeah, probably tastes really good. Which you know, I didn't really real crazy. I didn't really see anything on the website about it being uh, mm. biodynamic or organic. So. Maybe they just use wild yeast. Yeah, maybe that's like everything else is very not traditional. Yeah. Uh, but they use, yeah, wild yeasts. Getting a lot of apple flavor. Yeah, some green apple. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty nice. Yeah. It's not like, like the best. I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's a really nice. I think it's a really, no, I think but it's, it's a not. really nice expression of Chardonnay. It's very, um, I feel like a lot of times that 
winemakers try to tone down the acidity using oak um and i see what you mean by this probably might have been neutral because i'm not getting a lot of oak flavoring and also um the texture isn't quite as soft and rounded as like uh, an oak chardonnay i would expect to be so i like that this has a lot of snappiness it is very ooh, snappy snappy yeah i want this one with like some nice buttery um scallops i don't know it's the second time i've mentioned scallops i really want scallops you guys we got scallops on the brain um, so that's Western Australia, guys. Uh, I think, the, I mean, we're not, we're not done yet. I know. This is probably going to be a long episode, but Australia is a big country, so. Australia is a big country. Just We've got a bear lot with us. Physically. Um. With our mouths. <laughs> with our mouths. And it's Saturday. I think we already mentioned that. Um, can we also move on to our Carmelo Koala? You guys, this is another Australian, um, treat we forgot to mention earlier. It's adorable. Yeah, it's, um. I'm not sure if I'm going to like this one because I don't really like caramel things. Yeah. But it's, um, it's a Cadbury koala so I like stuffed with caramel. Uh, it's probably going to taste just like an American version mm-hmm. of... Well, I don't know. With Cadbury, Cadbury's pretty good. It tastes like a Carmelo. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But this koala is shaped really... But it's a koala. Cute. It's really cute. That's cute. Um, so yeah, we're going to move on to one final region, um, that we have not covered yet, and that is the island of Tasmania. The thing about Tasmania... Oh, what is the thing about Tasmania? The thing about Tasmania is that, um, it's a bit cool down there, and the weather is very, very similar to, uh, what you see in areas of, like, Champagne and Bordeaux, so you're going to get that similar profile um in terms of the varietals that they're going to grow there there is pinot noir there is pinot Meunier, there's chardonnay um riesling is grown there as well let's see i think i wrote down Tasmania is like pretty well known for doing pinot noir now right yeah, like that's basically. their which that's is crazy because that's not not really the rest of the country's thing at all yeah it's very interesting that like oh all of a sudden there's this little island that kind of differentiates and splits apart from the rest of the country basically because they have like a very very unique growing region um so the the place that we're trying from today um is called jan's it lies in the tamar valley along the northern tasmanian route um the heart of the Tasmania Pipers River region. Um, basically, that's known as the sparkling Tasmania. So, like, there's a lot of sparkling wine that comes out of Tasmania. There's not a lot of sparkling wine that comes out of the rest of the country. Um, it's red basalt soils and a cool climate um, that's a close proximity to the ocean. It's ideal for the slow ripening of fruit and a lot of lingering acidity. So, um, it's basically, it's a really, really great sparkling wine region. It's, um, like I said, the area's climate resembles Champagne and Burgundy so much that there's a lot of French Champagne houses that have come out and bought land here. So, this premium rosé is, um, it's a combo of Pinot Noir, it's 68% Pinot Noir, 26% Chardonnay, and 6% Pinot Meunier. So, like... Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. It is a champagne in all in all efforts and combos. Um, but it is a rosé, so it's a light light skin contact um, with all of those grapes. And the interesting thing about this winery is that 
all of their grapes, they ferment separately and then they do a second fermentation with the, the combined grapes. This is not a vintage, so it's just a blend of different um, different grapes throughout the years. It's real pretty. Oh my god. I hadn't opened this yet because I just didn't want to, you know, fuck up the carbonation, but it's, it's, it's like, like a peachy color. Yeah, I was going to say pink orange, but it is. It's like a blush. Ooh, and it smells like strawberry shortcake. Ugh. Oh my god. I have I'm no gonna idea put the light is, on this. Yeah, I have no idea if this is dry or not, but Oh I got a big four. That's it okay. Had, it had I mean, I'm gonna drink the crap out of this. <laughs> uh, it had incredible ratings like all over it. It was like ninety points across multiple publications. I got this one also off of wine.com. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to order wine from Tasmania because most of your stores are not gonna have it. Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, that's dry. Oh wow. That's delicious. Uh, not The bubbles aren't uh, as persistent, which I always enjoy. I hate when something is so it's like unbelievably carbonated to the point where it's undrinkable. It's like peachy and berry, but um, it's not... It's a little creamy, but it is not... Um, it's just very light still. Yeah, I'm just... I, I keep thinking of like... Yeah, peach cobbler. Mm. Um, just a nice rose, like rose, a little bit. Oh, a little rose water. Yeah, like just actually, this is gonna sound weird. French bread. I don't know. A little bit of pink peppercorn, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is fudging delicious. Oh god, I just hate myself. I said fudging. That's okay. Fudging delicious. Fudging delicious. I'm really gonna start censoring myself. I'm gonna stop dropping mm-hmm. f bombs and I'm gonna <laughs> say fudging instead, like I'm five. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's just acidity kind of made into its best profile. It's beautiful. That was also an obnoxious thing to say. That's okay. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a rosé. Well, God uh, damn it, it is beautiful and a great way to uh, finish off our education on the region. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Do we want to move on to your game first? Or do we want to do the, let's the do headlines a, first? Let's do a quick wine term. Ooh, let's do a wine term. We um, have not done our wine term of the week. Um, so, and normally we're pretty prepared for the wine term of the week, but, you know, we want to stay faithful, so I'm just going to read something here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about a, uh, let's talk about orange wine. Oh. Is or- it, but does that have to do with anything that we drank today? No, you're right. Minerality. Let's talk about minerality. Minerality is something that, I was going to do orange wine just because this wine is, like, really setting off my spidey mm-hmm. senses on color. So that's maybe why I said that. But let's do minerality. Okay. Minerality is a non-scientific term used to describe flavors that smell or taste like rocks or organic matter, parentheses soil. Mm-hmm. Minerality was thought to be presence of trace minerals in wine. Recent research suggests the majority of mineral-like aromas in wine are due to sulfur compounds derived from fermentation. Hmm. Uh, I read that straight from Wine Folly, so I'm going to go ahead and credit uh, wine folly for yeah. that definition. Normally, we do a little bit more uh, loosey goosey research uh, and come up with our own definitions that are still very much based in factual research, but that was a verbatim reading. So, um, And we have done a lot of research about the country of Australia and what's gone into these different estates that we've reviewed today. So, you'll have to just excuse us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now <laughs> it's time to play some games. Yeah! Um, <clears throat> well,. 
in our Australia research, I went a little off the rails, and okay. I just decided I wanted to know other things about Australia. So I created a really fun game called, in my serial killer handwriting, Who Wants to Be an Aussie Millionaire? So these are five questions for Adrian. She only has, um, instead of the normal three lifelines that you would get on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you only get one lifeline, and, get one and it's uh, Call a Michael. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, call any Michael you know. Call any Michael. That there's a lot of Michaels out there. There are so many. Um, there is one in my close proximity. Mm. Yeah, that's true. There is there is one in your close proximity. I think you might be in the other room. Mm. <laughs> the mystery. Uh, so these are all Australian themed trivia. So uh, your five hundred dollar question, Adrian. Which one of these brothers is not a Hemsworth brother? Is it A, Chris, B, Larry, C, Luke, D, Liam? There are three Hemsworth brothers for context. Well, we all know about Chris Hemsworth. Yes, we do. And um, I do I do remember a Liam Hemsworth um, on the red carpet, um, which only leaves Luke and Larry. Um, and you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna say. That the the non-belonging Hemsworth brother is B Luke. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, B Larry. Is that your final answer? <sighs> well, you're right. Yay! <laughs> there is no Larry Hemsworth, and I bet if there was one, he'd probably look like Steve Buscemi. Oh no! Did you see that Steve Buscemi and Jennifer Lawrence thing that they did? No. What? Okay. So, um. So, oh, no. basically, artificial intelligence has gotten to the point where you can feed um, a computer audio and you have it also take multiple examples of somebody speaking and then it can, like, mash it together. That's called a deep fake, y'all. So they've, like, done this really creepy experiment with Barack Obama delivering a speech. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, ordeal, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they combined Steve Buscemi's face with Jennifer Lawrence's body, and um, they had I them gotta fucking see Yeah, that. you gotta see it. It's on <laughs> Stephen Colbert, and it's terrifying. Um, I love it. It looks like Tilda Swinton, oddly enough. <laughs> Tilda Swinton, who is a goddamn Gift to the oh, story. absolutely. Oh. A t- fucking t- world treasure. Uh, is she Australian? No, she's British. All right. <clears throat> Your $1,000 question. As we discussed earlier in the podcast, Australians are a big fan of slang. Yes. What is this? What is, <laughs> the slang term is ankle biter. What does that mean? Is it A, a red ant? B, a snake. C. A child. Four. <laughs> tight pants. <laughs> Hallie, any of those could be a possibility, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Are you going to use your, your call, Michael? It's very early. There's four, three more questions. Oh, yeah, three more questions. Um, I'm going to take out the pants and the child. Mm. Um, just because pants, ankle biter sounds like an old expression and pants are... Um, Tight pants are a new mm, thing. They are a new thing. So I'm going to take that one out. Um, child is fun, but um, probably not the answer. So I'm going to go down to snake or ants. And honestly, my, my first inclination was snake. Mm. So, so let's just go with snake. You're going to be pleasantly surprised to know 
Unfortunately, Snake was the wrong Damn answer. It. And the right answer was actually and child. It was child. It was child. <laughs> Which I thought you would love so much. Oh my god, I love that. Because we both hate what babies. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it's okay. You get a free every, pass. Every child I see now, I'm going to be like, you ankle biter. <laughs> right? Uh, what child is out there just mowing on ankles? I don't know. All of them. They all don't know what to do with their horrible. <laughs> I'm not biased. Question three. Thank you for letting me continue. You are the most gracious host of all time. It's okay. I'm probably the wine. <laughs> <clears throat> A new fish species discovered in 2015, and it was promptly named A. Blue Bastard. B. Nudie Bastard. Nudie is slang for nude. <laughs> C. A twat twister. Or D. A blue roux. I think I'm going to have to phone a Michael. Phone a Michael? Mm. Mm. Michael! Michael! <laughs> Michael's being phoned. Michael's being phoned. He's here. There's a Michael in our presence. Michael. Uh, Adrienne has used her uh, call a Michael option for this. Question three in Who Wants to Be an Aussie Millionaire? A new fish species was found in 2015, and it was promptly named A, Blue Bastard, B, Nudie Bastard, C, Twat Twister, or D, Blue Roo. There's only one without bastard in it. There's two without bastard in it. Well, the other one has twat in it. Mm-hmm. Also, cunt is a form of affection in Australia, so you have to keep that in mind. Did one of them have the C word in it? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, Michael, you're really after those Chicos. They're good. Yeah. Wow. They're terrifying. Look at them. They look like like possessed children. Yeah, they're weird looking. Um, <laughs> Blue bastard, I say. You think so? Okay. I feel like bastard is something that wouldn't bother Australians. Yeah, I think so too. I think that they would eat one of those. Excellent. I'm going to go with blue bastard. You are correct. Your call of Michael yes! was... Holy what? shit. <laughs> I had no idea. I was just Yay! I'm so stupid. <laughs> Great work. Excellent work. Bye. <laughs> He took his Chico and he left. He took a Chico and he left. <laughs> Question four. What was the top grossing Australian film of all time? <laughs> was it A. Moulin Rouge. B. Babe. Three. Crocodile Dundee. Or four. Australia. There's a movie called Australia? Yeah. So, uh, for context, Boz Lerman is Australian. So, literally. Boz Lerman. Yeah. Or, or is, am I pronouncing his last name wrong? The guy no, is, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying that's the most ridiculous name ever. Oh, Boz Lerman, he's a great director. He's done all the He's done all the, the stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's so big. Uh, Boz Lerman did Rome, the remake of 19, the 1990 Romeo and Juliet with uh, Claire Danes. Oh. He did Moulin Rouge. He did. Oh. He did, um... He's great. He did the Great Gatsby remake with Leo. He loves working with Leo. Okay. Uh, he's a very artistic. He's an avant-garde director. Um, I didn't know that Milan Rouge was uh, an Australian. Film. I also think that's weird because yeah. it, I, I think they, they call it Australian because the director's Australian. But 
Kim, Nicole Kidman is also Australian. She is Australian, it's true. Hmm. And uh, in the movie Australia, directed by Baz Luhrmann, Australian, uh-huh. stars Hugh Jackman <coughs> and Nicole Kidman, both Australian. So I guess Australia we would call an Australian movie. Let's say Australia mm. one more time, just because. that I remember is Moulin Rouge. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, no! it was the 1980s hit Crocodile Dundee. Wait. Oh, yeah, that was a movie. I was thinking of The Crocodile Hunter, and I was like, that's a TV show. That's a red herring. Oh, no, sorry. That's sorry. Okay. No, actually, now that I hear it again, you're totally correct, and I know that you know you're correct because you looked it up beforehand. <laughs> I'm going to even give you another lifeline on oh this. Oh, my God. On this fifth You're question. such a gracious host. Again, it's the wine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you a 50-50 option on this <gasps> one. So, like, you can eliminate two wrong answers if you're okay. like, oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Wow. So, as I affectionately referred to it earlier, the world's smallest continent, but the world's largest island, has a very diverse ecosystem. What percentage of plants, mammals, frogs, and reptiles cannot be found anywhere else in the world? Ooh. Is it A? 60%, B, 70%, C, 80%, D, 90%. Ooh. Um, I know it's quite high, but I'm going to use my 50-50 here since it's the last question. <laughs> we are going to eliminate option A, 60%, and option D, 90%, leaving B, 70%, and C, 80%. I'm going to go with 80%. You are correct. Yay! I used to watch a lot of animal shows. And as a side (laughs) kicker fact to this question, Australia is home to 21 of the 25 most venomous snakes in the world. Barf. So... Watch your watch your shit when you're in Australia. Watch your shit and watch your step. (laughs) Watch your shit, watch your step. Well, what a delightful episode. You know what? Um, Normally news comes first, but... Because we are at the end, it's going to come at the end. That's Ooh. just what I'm going to say. Um, I have three top news headlines. Love it. Uh, regarding Australia recently. Uh, they're not all, like, news breaking this week, but we don't hear a lot about the things that come out of Australia. Mostly it's just Florida man stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, it's normally the things that come out of Australia news-wise are, like, something tourist-related or... Their prime minister being like, yo, U.S. president, you're an idiot. Yep. Um, which is really just the rest of the world, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have some fun, fun news. Uh, fun Australian news stories is what I titled this, this section. So, recently, a notorious Australian prison was rehabilitated as a maximum security wine cellar. So, uh, Pentridge prison uh, opened its doors in the Coburg suburb of Melbourne in 1851 and it housed some of Australia's most infamous criminals. Criminals? Criminals. Criminals. We're making up so many great words. (laughs) So many great words. Um, Outback outlaw Ned Kelly. Oh yeah, Ned Kelly. Uh, Gangster Joseph Squizzy Taylor. Oh, I know all about Squizzy Taylor. (laughs) And the Russell Street bomber, Mr. Rentakill. All kinds of really I'm sorry. fun this names. This guy's nickname was Mr. Mr. Rentakill. 
Sounds like something you'd like see on the side of a van. He's like, Mr. Runtakill. I want to be an assassin, but I need a really catchy name. Ugh, what should I do? <laughs> so this building was shuttered in 1997, um, but it was given new life in uh, last August. It reopened as Pentridge Cellars, and now it's a maximum security uh, wine storage facility for people who have hella money. Like, hella money. All right. Um, yeah, like... Basically, the walls were maintained through renovations, cells became cellars, climate control units were installed, ambient lighting, and um, apparently, collectors who spring for a cell can customize the color of their walls and the wood on their wine racks, and the price starts at... Wait, oh, can I guess? Yes, you can guess. Uh, for rental space, mm -hmm. um, monthly five grand. Um, it's just like one flat price that I'm seeing. So uh, I don't know if it's. I have a feeling that people who collect wine don't really rent monthly. <laughs> also, if you collect wine, why don't you have your own fucking wine cellar? That's a very good question. Because you want to be like mine's at the maximum security yes, cellar. I think so. So let's your... just say you just purchase it outright. It's it's not. It's insane, but not as insane as you might think. Twenty five thousand. Fifty thousand. Up. One hundred and fifty thousand. Down. A hundred thousand. A little bit down. Seventy. Eighty-five thousand. Very close. Eighty-one thousand five hundred dollars. Oh. You get twenty-four access to your wine, and uh, state-of-the-art security monitoring. So far, forty customers have submitted some wine. So, you know, that's paid for. You got crazy a bajillion times. So if you got hella money, you can go put it in a maximum security renovated prison. I'm my eyes have been opened to new ways rich people can suck. In <laughs> <laughs> um, more fun rich person criminal news, Ooh. Um, recently the Australian Border Force discovered eight hundred and eight thousand dollars worth of cocaine bottles smuggled in wine. And then recently after that, they went ahead and they found um, literally a shit ton of ecstasy in champagne bottles that was trying to be smuggled across the border. Okay. Yeah. Um, they found 23 packages from Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and Germany, resulting in the confiscation of a total of 96 liters of MDMA, a.k.a. ecstasy. I mean, okay, so are the drugs in the wine bottles and the wine bottles are in crates? Because I feel like most wine bottles are pretty transparent. You could look, like, hold one up to the light. They must have been, like, dissolved in the wine or something. Oh, so, like... Because, like, here's here's a picture of, like, the x-ray. You can't really tell oh, that's... that anything's in there. It's could... not like they're in baggies. Could you imagine, like, accidentally, like, going and pouring some wine at a party and then, like... Rolling your ass. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds great. All of a sudden you're like, I want to put vapor up under my nose and put my ear up against the speaker. <laughs> you're like, I just want to put on a soft sweater. I just want to like touch everybody's hair. I just really want to stay up till 10 a.m. Oh I want to like chew on something because my jaw will stop moving. <laughs> I have not done XC before. Nope. I want to feel this beat. I want to feel this beat forever. <laughs> and then have the worst hangover for a week. Wee! Um... <laughs> And then last but not least, this is kind of the, probably should have saved this one for the, the first headlines, the less exciting news, but uh, Yellowtail uh, was featured in uh, one of the many um, commercials for the Super Bowl this year, and they 
They've done commercials for the past three years, but before that, there hadn't been a commercial for a wine company during the Super Bowl for, like, 30 years. Wow. Yeah. So, Yellowtail is, like, real pushing it, real hard out there. And this year, they came up with, like, very schmaltzy campaign. Um, I forget exactly what it was called. It was Taste Like Happy. Taste Like Happy? Taste Like Happy. And before... In their past two years, they had, like, done, like, this, uh, kind of rendition of a kangaroo hanging out with people, and this year they were just like, you know, it tastes like dancing at your best friend's wedding, or it tastes like graduation, or it tastes like a promotion, or whatever. But anyways, that's their new campaign. Yeah. Yellowtail is just a marketing monster, you guys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're successful. They're successful as shit. Can't blame them. Just don't buy it, guys. Uh, oh my god, we're almost done. We oh my god, we're almost done. We have to do. We have to pick our favorite oh, wine. Yes. Seven things. Yes, 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 yes. And then we'll totally be done. Okay, you guys. Ooh. There has been a lot of wine. Yeah, a tonight lot. consumed. Um, we have had. Let's see. You brought. Did you buy five or six bottles? <gasps> mystery wine. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Sorry. One more thing. I forgot about mystery wine. Mystery wine. It's important. Mystery wine is mystery wine is very important. Okay, I'm closing my eyes and I'm finishing. I can't pour out this bubbly. No, but you will definitely have more of it. Uh, Mystery wine is important. All right, it's a red. Okay, sorry. Why? Why apologize? I love red wine. Ooh. Okay. And I picked this because I feel like it's, well, never mind. I'll shut, I'm going to shut the F up and let okay. you just, you know, let your spidey senses tangle. It's um kind of like a, in between like a, a purple and a ruby. It smells like, it smells um, kind of cedary, like a Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm going to say it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Maybe a blend, but. The Cabernet Sauvignon dominated. Mmm. Ooh. Very tannic. Yep. Very peppery. I think that that must be a Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm going to say that it is. All and right. I'm going to say that it's um, probably recent, but not super young. So I'm going to say, let's say 2015. Oh, you're right on the vintage. Hey. Uh, apparently not right on the grape. Sorry. Ooh, what is it? <laughs> it's a GSM. <gasps> what? <laughs> okay, hey, well, what? So, I also got some of that the stump jump. You're right? Yeah, I got a I got a Shiraz for myself with all the other stuff that's um that was like highly rated, but it wasn't very expensive. Yeah, so this um so uh, something we didn't really touch on a whole lot because it's not, you know, mm-hmm. so super well known is Australia also does GSM blends. Uh, a GSM is a Rhone style French blend with Grenache, Syrah, Mor- and Morvedre. So Australia does also grow Grenache, uh, and Morvedre, but just not in as big quantities as the main uh, grapes that we mentioned. Um, the Stump Jump has a very, very creative labeling. It's from the McLaren Vale, which is in southern Australia. And it's, I also, you know what, I tried to do some research on this, and there was it was just too much. This is another one of those, like, big, 
kind of portfolio yeah. situations out there. But this is a little bit more. Um, this one was, I think, a, a, affordable. It was, yeah. It was, it was in the 10 to 12 range. Yeah. And it came highly recommended by the wine steward. Um, this is really good. I mean, like, it is um, a lot less fruit forward than uh, some of the, the GSM blends that I've had from Washington. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like it a bit more. The fact that it, it's like a little bit woodier, it's really really good and uh, just kind of knowing the price point around this type of wine, I would buy the hell out of this. Yeah, the and I think the why the why you're saying is what you're saying mm-hmm. is it's very it's, it's very high percentage of Grenache. 64% Grenache, 18 Shiraz, and 18% Morbedra. So, no capstone at all. <laughs> no. I'm off there. Whee! Uh, so, the distribute or the winery behind this is uh, De Ehrenberg, which is the huge portfolio company. The wine is the Stump Jump, um, and that's from the McLaren the Valley. Stump Jump. The Stump Jump. Um, and apparently, it's done by the Osborne family. There's a fun little anecdote on the back of this bottle, which I am going to read because it has to do 100% with the labeling. The labeling on the stump jump is uh, like an eye chart when mm-hmm. you go to the eye doctor. <clears throat> um, let's see. It is rumored that the inventor of the stump jump plow, which enabled a plowshare to jump over tree roots, had poor eyesight and required regular tests to ensure he could still operate the machinery. If you can hold this bottle at arm's length and still read the front label, you can enjoy another glass. Ha! So just really, again, more clever marketing out of Australia. Really killing it with the with the fun labels and. I think that Australians must have the best sense of humor in the world, mm-hmm. or just like be the most fun people to hang out with. Like the fact that we had a bottle that has augmented reality where you can hear prisoner stories. The fact that we had a bottle where. If you can still see the label, then you can keep drinking. Um, all great things. So I, I'm just very impressed with the level of like, uh, or the lack of seriousness that, that Australians take themselves with. Yeah. Uh, let's rate our wines and do seven things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. Oh God, so but, many good things. Yeah. Today. So we literally had we had one, two, three. I brought three wines. You bought six, six. which is insane. And I'm sorry that. You Let's uh, pick our seven out of all of the, or yeah. six, seven, nine, 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 almost like 19 crime. And we can, do it with, we can do it with the Tim Tam in the mouth. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Well, <clears throat> for whites, I am going to go, mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to go Voyager Estate 1, Tasmania 2, uh, then I'm probably going to pick this Viennet, the Chardonnay, and then the Sideshow Chardonnay last, um, for reds, top I'm probably going to do the Penfolds, um, and then I'm probably going to do the Stump Jump, and then, oh, it's kind of, I'm kind of tied on the 19 Crimes in the Sideshow, mm-hmm. um, the 19 Crimes was good, but I don't know. The sideshow was kind of different, so I kind of like that. So I'm going to actually take the sideshow fourth and then 19 Crimes last. Okay. So which one do you want to do your seven things with? Oh, that's a good question. I really oh. want some more. I want some more of my Bordeaux blend. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, that was really that was good. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling extra toasty. Allie. <laughs> yes. What would you like to... No. <laughs> what? Did she just do a southern accent? Yes. <laughs> Love it. Allie. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
19 things that you would do in Australia. I'm going to do 19. Oh, my God. No, no you, you said 19. I'm yeah, going to do it. too long. Nope, it's going to be quick, I promise you. 19 things. Okay, 19 things you would do with one day in Australia. Go. Uh, I would eat five cakes. One. Uh, have an orgy. Two. Ride a kangaroo with a saddle. Three. Um, have a tarantula bath. Four. Uh, go to Tas- Ew. Go to Tasmania and drink as much sparkling champagne as possible. Five. Um, go from Brisbane to Perth in a red wagon. Is that doable in a day? Yep. Six. <laughs> um, ride a motorcycle around Sydney. Five. Go to... No, wait, seven. Sorry. <laughs> uh, go to uh, an opera in Perth. Eight. Uh, uh, track down Boz Lerman and make him give me an autograph. Nine. I will uh, make a sandcastle. Ten. Uh, go surfing. Eleven. Make a sandcastle. Did I say that? Yes, you did. Make a bigger sandcastle. Twelve. Twelve. Yes. Um, I will have uh, six fried eggs for breakfast. Thirteen. I will uh, go to Melbourne and scream at the top of my lungs, I love Melbourne! (laughs) Fourteen. I will um, go skinny dipping. Five. Fifteen. I will uh, kiss a snake. Whoa, 16. I will go to the grave of Steve Irwin and uh, pour some out on his grave. Aw, 17. I will uh, bombard a a weatherman uh, in the middle of his weather spiel and be America! (laughs) 18. And I will um, kiss the ground. (laughs) 19. 19 things to do in one day in Australia. Woo! Woo! That was... That was a, that was, I'm very impressed. Why, thank very, you. Very, very impressed. Why, thank you. Uh, Adrian, what's your rating of these? Okay, out of the white nine, wines. Nine wines. These not nine wines. Nine wines. Nine wines. <laughs> also the name of our other K-pop project. <laughs> so, I'm going to say um, this rosé, I'm going to group it in the white category, even though it's a light skin contact work. Um I'm gonna do the rose, the sparkling rose, the um, the Bordeaux blend from Voyager, the Voyager, um, the Y series Yulumba Viognier, the Chardonnay, um, which I still really liked, but like it just wasn't. It was weird. I like a toastier Chardonnay, not buttery, but toasty. Um, and then the sideshow, uh, I was not in love with. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Um, but like I said, like a Boda box, it's reliable. It's reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then out of the reds, yeah, definitely the Penfolds, top wine. Um, the Stump Jump would be second. I really liked this 19 Crimes. I was very impressed by it for such a big label wine. Um, and then the Sideshow, um, just a little too medicine for me, but still very interesting. Um, so I'm going to do it with the Penfolds. Excellent. Excellent. Um, here we go. Do you want 19 things? Yeah, I gotta match you. 19 things to do Australia in a day. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to mother a baby wallaby. Who won? <laughs> I'm gonna chew on eucalyptus, but remember that it is poisonous and then spit it out. Two. Um, I'm going to eat a shrimp on the goddamn Barbie. Three. Uh, I'm going to go into a store, uh, break a violet crumble, and then not pay for it. Four. (laughs) 
Um, I'm going to go to a bar. I'm going to order every single type of beer, drink it, except for Foster's. Five. <laughs> uh, yeah, baller. Um, also going to go surfing, because that sounds great. Six. Uh, going to go take a bike ride through the Clare Valley, because that sounds lovely. Seven. Um, I'm going to go find my co-worker's sister and go drink at her uh, winery that she works at. Eight. Um, I'm going to do a very lovely hike um, in which I drink one giant uh, gallon of water, but also a gallon of wine. Nine. Hydrate first. Hydrate first. <laughs> um, I'm going to, let's see, uh, go see an opera at the Sydney Opera because fuck it. Oh, ten. Damn. Mm. Yours are like legit real things. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run around in a circle in Sydney and go, ah, nine, was that nine? Nine? No, that was 11? Sure. Was it? I don't know, I lost oh, track. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, too much wine. Too much wine. You're having, oh, so it's got the back. 10, you're on 10. I'm on 10, yes. Um, I'm going to speak with a different, um, U.S. accent every 10 minutes. Ooh, 11. <laughs> That's a lot to remember. That's a lot to remember. Um, I'm going to meet an Australian lady who works at a sushi shop and have her teach me the ways of rolling sushi. 12. I'm going to uh, ha- capture a baby scallop and can name it Earl. 13. I'm going to get a tan only on my butt. I'm 14. I'm going to dip my toe in the water and run away going, ah! I'm going to buy a whole case of Tim Tam. Oh, 16. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, smoke an, uh, an Australian cigarette and be like, ugh, why did I do that? Oh, 17. Um, I'm going to take out every single Chico in a packet of Chicos and give it a different name. 18. And, uh, last but not least, um, I'm going to write Charlie's name in the sand on the beach of Sydney somewhere. 19 things. Your 19 things was... Uh, our 19 things. That was like the best day ever. Yours is a little bit more grounded in reality. (laughs) Which is why I'm applauding you. Because, fuck no, I'm not getting into a tarantula orgy or whatever I said. Get into a bed or whatever it was. Or get into a little red wagon trip. I was I was harking back to our bit earlier. I know, but I was like, wait, what? I know. And who's pulling you? Apparently Thor. Thor! Chris Hemsworth, Australian. Boom! Boom. Call back. <laughs> Alright, this Full has circle. been The Bottle Bun, Episode Australia. Good day! <laughs> <laughs>